Dear listeners, we have the most amazing Adam Carolla on today, and I'm beyond thrilled because Adam Carolla is somebody that I have been a huge fan of for years, and now he's sitting in my living room, and I was a little nervous. Really? Yeah, when he pulled up, I was like, kind of, I've got that like giddy, starstruck, like he pulled up, and I was just thrilled. You know, it's a weird thing. You can never estimate how people feel about you because you just feel about you the way you feel about you and you right. always feel like you're just sort of a regular piece of shit. And so you're always, <laughs> it's always weird when someone is going, someone was talking about you or they were nervous or whatever. For me, it's always confusing. Like, why were they talking about me? Or why does that person even know who I am? I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that you would know who I was. Oh, my God. No, of course I do. I've been a huge fan of yours for truly years. In fact... I think Loveline was sort of gave birth somewhere deep in my brain to this idea of giving advice, but you guys were much more qualified than we are to, but I love hearing about people's. Well, we had, I had Dr. Drew. I mean, I used to say all the time, it's the only thing I said that Dr. Drew ever liked, which is people <laughs> used to say, how do you describe what you two do? And I would say, well, Drew is the medicine. But if your dog has worms and you want to give your dog an antibiotic and you hand the dog an antibiotic pill, the dog just spits it out. But if you take a little hamburger You're and you mash burger. it in, yeah. I said, yeah. he's the pill and I'm the burger. And that's the only thing yeah. I've ever said that Drew went, yeah, okay, that's a five. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing that's weird about radio is all those years you sit in a little box in front of people who are not amused with what you're saying. And then when you're done, you go home and you never know who's out there and who's listening. So it's sort of the exact opposite of being a, a jock or a sports star. So if you... Or a sports star, you go into an arena, the arena is filled, people are chanting your name, and if you score a touchdown or drain a three-pointer to win the game as a buzzer beater, you walk out of that place you knowing know. what happened. Right. Radio, it's there's a whole bunch of arenas that could be cheering, but you're not in them. And don't you think, too, there's a weird sense of security with the headphones and the microphone where you feel insulated in a really deceptive way, mm -hmm. right? Like... I feel like when I put this on, there's kind of, you know, you, you're muffled. And so it feels like I can I can say whatever the fuck I want. I used to, but, yeah, I always used to describe Loveline as Drew had a mic. I had a mic. We put earphones on and it was just an intercom that we would use to talk back and forth to each other. And I always tell anyone who's starting out, the second you think about who's listening, you're done. You can't do that. Right. You can't think about a family member you can't oh, think I of, think about my parents all the time, but then I apologize. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you, you can't think that they're listening. You can't think that schoolmates or teachers or ex-lovers or whomever, or even some celebrity who you know or don't know whose movie you think sucks. Like, if, the second you start filtering, like, who's listening? Like, picture you going out to lunch with one of your friends and how altered that conversation would be if the person you were talking about was sitting next to you. And so right. you don't want this to be altered. Right, right, so right. you just have to talk well, like it, nobody's it's listening. It's true. You're right. That's, and that's one of the wonderful things about podcasting is that you – and radio or whatever – is that people appreciate honesty, getting to know – I mean I, I've, I play characters. That's how – 
you know, sort of people have known me is through the veil of a character. And this has given me the liberation of sort of being myself, I guess, sort of. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I mean, I've known you for an hour and all you've done is eat carbs. So I'm gonna <laughs> There's do... a Rice Krispie treat in there. Too. I know a half eaten one. My son <laughs> ate the other half, but I saw it upstairs and Sweet. I thought the ants were going to get it. And then I also thought it looked sort of delicious. Well, you can't eat the ants because they're not a carb or alcohol. I have eaten ants. Have yeah. you eaten ants? I am sure in my life, you know, by mistake, actually one time when I was a kid and I was grounded and I sat in my room back when you'd get grounded and you'd get, you'd go to your room and there was nothing in your room, but you, and, uh, there's an ant crawling around on my sheet and I think I ate it. You did? I was that bored. I was, it was like that scene in, um, animal house where John Belushi's just sitting on the steps like after the party and he's just looking at a thing of mustard and he just dumps it on himself (laughs) like I got nowhere else to go I got nothing to do party's over I'm not getting laid like it's done I'm gonna eat this hand so now I've got I've got a a few things I want to talk to you about all right uh I was going to start with a rapid fire. How do you feel about that? Or I have a home improvement question to ask you. Anything you like. Which, which one would you prefer? A home improvement. Okay. So I got this in the mail the other day. Mm-hmm. And I happen to like this plumbing company, so I don't want you to mention the name. Okay. But this, compl- this I got a flyer, listeners. This completely baffled me. The flyer is about saving water by fixing leaks. And it offers this tablet that you drop into the tank, stir slightly, wait 15 minutes. If color appears in bolt, you have a leak. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. Because it means you have a bad ball cock valve. What? <laughs> the- how, would, how would does that pill know that? I'll I thought it was just why. a scam. How dare you call me a pill? I may not have a college education, my dear, but I'm certainly not a pill. Not when it comes to water saving. The, the tank sits behind the toilet. There's a ball cock valve that shuts off once the toilet bowl refills and the tank right. refills. You put this colored tablet in there, and just like when the doctor shoots the dye into your veins to like see where grandpa's arteries are clogged to follow the dye. If you see, if you drop this thing into your toilet tank and you see the dye starting to drift into the bowl, it means you have a bad seal. Oh my on God. On the bottom of your I ball cock valve. I thought this plumbing valve. company was just trying to, I thought it was just like a time release dye tablet. So like it would just, you know, turn blue at, after a few minutes, and mm-hmm. they you would, you know, right, they'd be able right. to get you over to your house. Yeah, no, it's that thing where the, there's a float. There's that round thing that's a, at the top that comes up. It has the chain, and then that's the ball cock valve in the Damn bottom. Damn it, is the Adam! Seal. Yeah, you did not give me the answer I wanted. So it's not a scam. Well, it's a scam in that probably you know, 89% of toilets are going to have a little bleed through Mm -hmm. in terms of what's coming out and what's going in. So they probably know that they're going to find, it's kind of like, you know, when they do like free brake inspections, there's no such thing as putting your car in the lift, pulling off the rims and not seeing a little wear on the rotors or the drums or the pads or what have you. And then it just sort of goes from there. It's the, uh, we'll clean any three rooms 
will clean the carpet of any three rooms in your house for seventeen ninety five. Like you can't make a living doing that. Yeah. They have to find something else right. when they show up. All so. right. All right. Well, so you're saying that this is sort of legit. Well, is this a tablet that comes with yeah. it? Yeah. All right, I'm going to eat this tablet. Okay. And <laughs> we'll see if you have a leak. When we'll know it's time to end the podcast when it ends <laughs> when up on the furniture, on the upholstery of this chair. Well, I, I guess in a weird way, I'm relieved. I'm also disappointed because I assumed that this seemed like a ridiculous idea. Adam, she was so excited when she showed me this. Like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm going to talk to Adam about this. And he's going to say like... this is complete bullshit and it's a scam. And then I'm going to expose it. And But nope, it's completely legit. Well, it it is, and that most you, we've all heard the toilet running, right? That sure, sure, sure. Sort of, but and then you got to jiggle the handle, yeah, and you're yeah. jiggling the handle to yeah, try to get the flap at the bottom to sit. Like legitimate, like I mean, that's when you know you yeah. leak. I just thought this was a like a time release tablet. If your toilet turns blue, then which just didn't make any sense. Like, how the hell is a tablet supposed to tell you if your toilet's leaking? Well, I like this though. All right. Well, All right. you can have it. Here's your podcast <laughs> you. gift. Thanks yeah. for coming on. <laughs> yeah, your entry hall toilet's got some ants in it. I know. By the way, I, got... I know. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. I whizzed on them. Did you see? <laughs> did you see? I, I have some traps up there. Okay. So I now we're going to those too. Oh, good. <laughs> I figured they good. were in there. Bands. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna save your dried up whiz. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give it to somebody. I don't know who. Who would you like me to give your dried up whiz to? Alice and Jenny, or oh, Alice and Jenny, you know what? She's gotten so much of my dried up whiz over the years <laughs> that I don't feel like it. I feel like the bloom is off the whiz rose with her. Like she's gonna, you're gonna see Allison on Monday, and she's gonna be like, "Oh, I'll add this to my." And then she'll open up a locker, and I'll have a bunch of Adam Carolla's dried up whiz up there, and then she'll put it up there and go, "Great!" She'll be thrilled. Awesome to have another one of these. Yeah, so I think you should give it to someone who probably hasn't experienced my dried up whiz yet. Okay, all right. So now we're going to do a rapid fire okay. series, and mm-hmm. then if you don't mind, we're going to talk a little bit about sports, and then we're going to get to some callers. Whatever you like. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. You didn't sound that like that wasn't very enthusiastic. Can you say whatever you like? Well, I you know I'm oh, I'm a, uh, I've gotten this I don't problem. I want to give you a line reading. No, no, but I've 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 had this problem in my life before, and I should probably clarify it, which is I've done. I I speak like a pilot. You know what I mean? Like like when somebody calls me up and they go, "I'm running late." You the one hundred and one is totally fucked up. I go, "When are you going to be here?" And they go. It, there's like a jackknife big... When are you going to be here? So you're and, direct. Yeah, I'm just like, when... And then they tell me, 20 minutes, I go, good. And then I hang up because I don't want to get into sure. all the machinations. Yeah, and then cares? they But then they think I'm a dick. But I'm no, just speaking no, I like... like I just want the information. Yeah, and yeah. Here we go. All right. Then so, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to give you some... Infor- well, I'm going to give you some questions. All right. You'll give me some information. <laughs> here we no go. Time. Favorite city in the world? I'm going Seattle. We talked about it uh, off the air. But, all right, uh, I all right. Place. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what can you cook better than anyone you know? Mm, uh, Hungarian. I can, I can. My grandfather did Hungarian, and I'll say uh, chicken paprikash. I would love to get into that more with you, but we'll, we, we'll do that later. Um, if someone wrote a biography about you, what should be the title? What would be the title? Why didn't anyone ever listen to me? <laughs> but it, this is a biography, oh, so that okay. would be in the the author would be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, so the, the title should have my name in it? It's not an autobiography, so you don't have uh-huh. control. Oh, they, they would write it. Exactly. You don't have control um, over the title. An unauthorized mm. biography. Yeah. Um, I think it would be, um, let's see, my wife's Italian, and uh, she, would, she, would, uh, she would call me the big casha, a big casino. It's Italian thing means like just noisy, you know, doesn't shut up. Uh, Adam big Carolla. Ca- the big casha. The big kasha. Yeah. I like it. If you were on a lifeboat with all of your cars mm-hmm. and you could only save one, mm. which one would it be? Well, they have an amphibious car. I don't own one, sadly. Although if I knew this day was coming, I would purchase one of those Amphi cars, they're called. You can literally drive them just down where they dock the boats and drive it right into the river. Like, it, it works. They, they mass produce these cars. Okay, but let's say you're on a lifeboat For in me, the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So there's no land in sight. I would you can ha- only save one of them. I would have to go with... I have Paul Newman's 1985 GT1 winning championship car that he drove to a, a world or national GT1 championship in 1985. And I say that car. That's amazing. All right. I don't know what I can't get a visual on that, but it, it looks. Um, it, it's hard to describe it without getting too technical, but it's a full blown race car that had seven hundred and fifty horsepower that shot fire out of the side, and, and Paul Newman drove it and won the championship in eighty. Did you get that car before or after the documentary you directed? Uh, I had it before. I've had it. Okay. I have. I have his uh team cars his cars that he drove for the season from 85 86 87 88 89 and 90 so I, and 91 i think i've like 7 years uh, 6 years consecutively of all the cars wow. that he drove for that season he didn't own them it's really cool Sorry. if you could trade places with any famous person for a week mm. who would it be i'd say oprah and i just feel my tits <laughs> All day. That's all I do. And would you you be in Montecito as Oprah, or Uh do you want to be on the show? I'd go to Montecito, wherever a good, like, tit-grabbing country would be. I'd say... Well, then you could look out on the ocean. I couldn't see it, because I'd be blocked by my tits. It'd be (laughs) over my head. Yeah. Um, Well... Yeah, I'd say... I'd I'd say... uh, I'd say it'd be Oprah, and then uh, I'd probably... When I was done squeezing my tits, I'd probably just walk around to people who saw me as Oprah, what? right? Well, the, would, the, would they and, see me as Oprah? Yeah, but and then I'd go fuck with people. Like what? Well, all right, this is a different area to explore, but I'm mm. more interested in the male fantasy of if they were a woman, they would grab their tits all day. Uh, only Oprah, for me. <laughs> only Oprah. Yeah. So then when so I came back, you not, know, I'd have like, a story. Kate Upton, like. Like, okay, I mean, you know, any port in a titty storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kate Upton, too. Yeah, Mike goes Kate Upton. But what is yeah. that? Like, um, there is something about, like, the man's fantasy of sort of, if you were a woman, you'd grab your tits all day. Yeah, no, I, I, there I like get a it. Ton, there, there are it's some nerve endings in there, but there aren't a ton. No, Like, this you'd is, think you'd go down below. This or, is me... Being Oprah, not right. not experiencing Oprah oh. through Oprah. You know, what if this you is Adam Carolla's Oprah. What if you went around as Oprah, topless? Mm. Imagine the stories. I'd do that. 
And then Oprah suddenly like, I don't know who the hell inhabited my body. That was yeah, not yeah. me. I was not wandering around Santa Barbara with my tits out, feeling them all day long. I would do stuff like I'd go find Gail and tell her it's off. <laughs> ne- I'll never see you again. Like, I'm tired. You're barnacle but that on just my seems ass. Cruel. Like, we're not going camping. <laughs> cruel. No more. So you're mean. I would just go undo a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I'm taking that girl's school back in Africa, and I'm going to turn it into a water park. Like, I, I would just make crazy announcements. I, I'd, I'd, I'd grab a podium and just start making crazy announcements. And she's going to have to backdrack. She's going to be like, she's I don't gonna know She's going to have to dig her way out of that. Like, once she inhabits is... her body, she's going to be like, I don't know what to do first. Like, rest my tits or walk this stuff back. Like, where what I... are the PR? Like, that she's... It's going to be a disaster, yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, That's what I do. at least we oh, know. I would campaign for Donald Trump. <laughs> oh. That would be awesome. Like, what would you do? I, you know, I'd just be like, as a, as a woman of color, I, I, I know what it's like to, uh, you know, be oppressed. And, uh, Are you going to you know. show your tits? Like, what if No, you... no. I, that, I would, that would you be would very be... straight yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. That would be fun, too. Mm-hmm. All right, now uh, next one. Um, funny, I think this is a tough one. Sim wrote this, but I, I would think this is a tough one. But maybe you have it something interesting. Uh, funniest prank played on you? I don't know how well it works into the rapid fire. It's that's not really. It's a loose rapid fire. You can okay. get into it. Well, it's not my fault, but I think one of the greatest, you know, certainly celebrity based practical jokes of all time is uh, when I, I was doing the man show with Jimmy. We sat in the same office. We shared the same office for uh, all the years we did it. And uh, at some point, I got a phone call from my agent. And maybe it was a Willie Morris guy. I, I can't remember. Maybe it was my manager at the time. I can't remember. But anyway, the the, the deal was. Oh, it was my agent's assistant, I think, and uh, my manager's assistant. And he said, you know the Dixie Chicks? And I said, yeah, I know the Dixie Chicks. And he said, you know the lead blonde, Natalie Maines? And I said, uh, yeah. And he said, well, she wants you to escort her to the Grammys. And I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I don't know, but that's just what she would like. And I said, uh, all right. And then I said... Well, I have a girlfriend, and uh, he said, "Yeah, yeah, but this people do this stuff all the time. Like it's it's done. It's it's done quite often." And I said, "It's oh. you can do this. Like oh. you can escort <laughs> somebody to the Grammys, and like just escort them there. But you can still have a girlfriend who's not pissed, you know." And and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, they do it all the time." And so I said, "Okay." So, so I, are they? Are you getting to like tux? Do I need like a tux or? Yeah, I'm like, should how, we have a yeah, conversation how it, before? How, how does it work or? and everything? And so um, I went and told my girlfriend, uh, "Guess what?" You know, and she was pissed. Like she didn't, <laughs> she didn't understand a word of it. And I remember, I remember just saying to her, "Listen, <laughs> really you get." tickets to events and k-rock weenie roasts and christmas parties and and you get to go to premieres you get a ton of cool free shit How you put because K-Rock, weenie roast? these are hard tickets to get the cruise to christmas to weenie roast the backstage everything you get all this shit but occasionally you got to pay the fiddler <laughs> and this is one of those occasions but i'm 
going to go from the Grammys on Sunday night to Loveline the second the Grammys end. They, they'd start out here at like 6, they'd end at like 9.15, and I'm right off to Culver City. So she was pissed, but, but I went anyway with Natalie and the rest of the Dixie Chicks. And Wait, this wasn't a prank? No, this part isn't a prank. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, my God. This just sounds awesome. It turns into a prank. Oh, okay. It starts off as what what could have been one of the best nights of my life. Okay, so you (laughs) go and you're having a great time and you're like... And the Dixie Chicks win... The Grammy for Best New Artist. And everyone's going insane. And I can't hug Natalie because we're on TV. And I'm sitting next to her. And everyone else is kissing their boyfriends and husbands and everything. And then I leave to go do Loveline. And they go off to like Quincy Jones' house to do coke. You know, like like whatever you do after the Grammys. And I go home. And I, I go do Loveline. And I go home. And I go back to the office the next day. And there's a huge bouquet of flowers sitting on my desk, and it's got Natalie's phone number on it, and it says, hey, you know, I had a great time last night. Give me a call. And so I called her on the way into Loveline that night, and she picked up the phone, and she was in Nashville, and she picked up the phone. She's like, oh, hey, Adam. I'm just watching you on MTV right now in my bedroom. And I was like, wow, you really got it bad for me, don't you? <laughs> and she's hot, you know? And she's, mm-hmm. like, got a Grammy. Yeah, they're they're all hot, yeah. She can yeah, play yeah, the yeah. banjo and yeah. stuff, you know? And, uh, and I said, you know, I, I really want to thank you for the flowers that you sent. And, and I had a great time. And she's like, well, no problem. No problem at all. And I was like... But, you know, I have a girlfriend, and, uh, you know, we're pretty serious. You, oh, but, oh uh, my God. So you, yeah, you entered, I, I, you were like, I was like I, you know, oddly thank felt you, like you had but, to establish boundary. Well, you asked me to escort you to the Grammys, and you sent me flowers and stuff. And you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself, because you're rich, mm-hmm. and you're blonde, and you're 27, and you play the banjo. So <laughs> I was like, but, you know... And she's like, yeah, okay, well, you're welcome for the flowers and all that stuff. And then uh, I said, but I said, next time you come into L.A., you come do the radio show. And then uh, I came back to the uh, office the next day, and there was a giant Mrs. Fields, like, oversized cookie on my desk that said, like, thinking of you, Natalie. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. So. Oh, my God. This is good. I was like, okay. And. All right, and uh, you know, and the next day I got there, and um, there were was a box, and uh, it had some uh, panties in them. No, yes. Who's doing this to you? Well, we'll, we'll at, get to at that. At this I'm point, sure. I think it's Natalie from okay. the Dixie Chicks, <laughs> and 
in the Were box. Were they cute panties? Like what? The, what? Like. I come would, on, you totally remember. Oh yeah, they were good. They were good girls. Well, the panties, were they crotchless? No, but they were. It, it's like who was wearing the panties? It's not the panties. It's who was wearing them. You know what I'm saying? Like, sort of. Just well, I mean, me. there are cute panties, but if you someone said, "Oh yeah, your mom just dropped these before she jumped in the shower," <laughs> I'd never stop vomiting. But if like, "Oh, these fell off out of Cindy Crawford's hamper when she was driving down to the coin op," I'd be like, "I'm I'm definitely mounting these things in a lucite case." You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's whose panties, not just the panties. You know what I'm did so you, did you smell them? I did, uh, not only smell them, I, I put them on my head and I did like a victory <laughs> lap around the man show offices because I was working for the man show. And, uh, and Jimmy, and, and, and there was like a note in the box that said like, we need to fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Jimmy was like, you better call her and you better straighten her out because she's psycho. <laughs> She's oh out God. of control. And I was like, I'll call her. And he's like, you should call her now. And I was like, nah, I'll call her when I'm driving into Loveline. And so I called her when I was going into Loveline. And, uh, and I said, hey, you know, I'm really flattered that you sent all the nice things that you've sent. <laughs> but I do have a girlfriend. And I, I, I you know, but, but if you guys want to come on and be a guest on the show, when you come into town, that would be awesome. But, you know, you probably stop maybe sending the gifts and stuff. And she's like, uh, okay. And I was like, all right. And I was like, I hung up the phone. And then, uh, the next day there was a huge, no. uh, yeah, yeah. There was a huge, and I'm fucking up the story a little bit. There was a huge six foot sub and the big six foot sub sandwich had a, had a big sign in it that oh said, I will not be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy was like, this chick is psycho, man. She's psycho. You got to call her now and you got to call her now. And you got to lay, you know, you, you got to stop being so nice because she's not picking up your, your hints. So you call her now. And I was like, I'll call her when I'm going into love line tonight. And he's like, call her now. You call her now because I don't trust you. And you, you're, not, you're not saying, you know, you're not speaking the right way. Like, you, you got to talk to her. You got to dig into her. So I called her. And um, I said, uh, and she picked up the phone. And she was at a pottery barn with her mom. <laughs> that much I remember. And she's like, hello? And I was like, hey, listen, Natalie, it's Adam. And she's like, yeah? And I'm like, look, uh, I'm sorry. I have to be blunt. But, you know, I tried to be nice. But with the cookies and the panties and, you know, wanting to fuck and everything else. And it's like, it's look, I'm flattered. I get it. Like, I totally get it. And I'm fucking flattered. I want to fuck, too. But I have a girlfriend and I'm committed and I can't be. And she's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like. The cookies and the, the panties <laughs> and the sandwiches. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you, come on. You know what I'm talking about. I've got your panties here. I got your cookie is here, you know, and the sub we're eating. All the writers are eating it. And she's, she's like, I don't I didn't send you anything. And I was like, you didn't send me anything. I called you and thank you for this huge bouquet of flowers. And you said, you're welcome. And she's like, I thought my publicist sent those. So I was just saying, 
you know, fine. Like, like if somebody <laughs> called you and said, thank you for the flowers, what would you say? Uh, of like, course, oh, of course. Go yeah, you deserve like, it. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get him some water. So <laughs> I was like, you never said any, all this shit, none of it, none of it was from you. And, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then um, I looked up and Jimmy was standing on his desk. And he was filming me with a video camera. Oh my god! So that was uh, that's that's a good one. That's a pretty good one. That is a really good one. That's a good prank. Yeah. That's a good one. It and everyone pro- says like, to me, "Like destroyed your relationship." It could have, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because everyone says to me, "Like, oh, how could you fall for that?" And it's like, well, she asked me to take her to the Grammys. That's she started yeah. it. Like, it wasn't like I'm just completely delusional. Like I I'm love in this, prison. The and, weird submarine and I, sandwich turn. You know the thing that was funny about the submarine sandwich? When I walked in to our office and it was there, I was like, I love Chiamelos. How did she know I love Chiamelos so much? And all the writers started filing in with like paper plates and stuff. I'm like, don't you, how did you guys know we're getting a sub sandwich? And they're like, oh, we just figured we'd have a sub sandwich. Like, they all knew about it, so nobody brought lunch or got ordered Chinese food or anything. They all just started walking in with plates and knives. Yeah, that should have been a tell, but I was too deep at that point. All right, one last question. Uh, and we're going to get to some callers, but I also need some football advice in a second. Do you like Rubik's cubes? No. Okay. I don't need any device. I already know I'm dumb. I don't need evidence that I'm dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I don't need a block of plastic that is a living yeah. testament well, to the, me being dumb. The reason why I, I wanted to ask you that was because I, I know with, you know, your a filmmaker, you're a contractor, like you, you have all this experience sort of kind of solving puzzles in, yeah, in weird ways. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And to me, these are problems that I love solving in building and in, in architecture and engineering things and, and, and making, you know, documentaries and things like that. Like this is all big one problem, but this is sort of like saying, I know you love digging so you can dig a hole and then we'll fill it back up again and then you can dig it again. And it's like, I like digging a hole so I can lay some rebar so we can pour a grade beam, but not just to dump dirt back into it and dig it again. That's what the Rubik's cube is. It's like, that's, it's for people in prison. Yeah. Well, you know, my husband loves, he, is he in the joint? (laughs) But he, he loves, he loves solving puzzles and problems and like, well, I'm not, I'm also like, I'm not into challenge, uh, challenges that erode my self-esteem. Like, yes. I don't want to sit here wrestling Are with this thing bullying? for three days while some nine-year-old Asian kid goes... And then I know. It That's what I'm saying. I hate bowling. I yeah. hate ping pong. I hate pool. I hate a- anything that you're right. Like, I'm bad at. Like, something yeah. that makes me feel... I'm. Yeah, I, no. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I, I have, I'll, I'll give you a very concrete example of that. I'm a horrible speller and I've never played a game of Scrabble in my life because I already know I'm a horrible speller yeah, well, you don't and I know f- my nine-year-old son can already beat me in Scrabble. So totally what do I need you. to do that for? Right. Completely with you. Yes. Okay. Now, now onto territory that you have a lot of expertise in. So, um, football, mm-hmm. um, Chris and I are both Seattle Seahawks fans. Sure. I sort of pretended to be 
I didn't have to pretend that much because I'm from Seattle. So, of course, I'm like an easy Seahawk fan or whatever. But I had never really watched games until I started dating Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of pretended to know what I, you know, what was going on a little more than I did. Are you, we, uh, so meanwhile, we're early on in our relationship. I'm pretending to be. We're talking about us? <laughs> yes. Because it's the infancy. It's our two. A little more mangrier, we can get a little further down the road pretty fast. Okay, we, uh, you know, we should talk about this mangria stuff. It is amazing. Um, but, uh, okay, so early on in our relationship, it's like month two, mm-hmm. uh, we're out, uh, we're out and about at a pub and um, we run into a friend of mine, this hot girl. Mm-hmm. And she's tall and brunette and she knows everything about sports mm-hmm. and suddenly Chris and her are like engaged in this pretty sort of passionate conversation about sports. And I felt very, really insecure. Like, Oh man, that must be so hot to a guy. I don't want to burst your bubble, but Kimmel set, set her up. He, he said he's going to get a hot brunette to come in there, coached her up oh, on Seattle. Oh boy, he, he, she didn't. She didn't know who Bosworth was. She no. didn't know who Largent was. Jimmy coached her up completely, sent her in, and pow. But is that a turn on? And I don't know. I it, mean, I don't. I I have never wanted or needed a woman to know about cars or building or Some feels the same way or mm-hmm. anything that I'm into because it's what I'm into right yeah. by the same token it, I don't need to know about anything that she's I don't not so it wouldn't have like been a big turn on to you that you're well, like oh my god this girl like knows exactly what she's talking about I mean there's a certain there's like I mean there's a certain group of women I mean I mean a lot of women they they want they want to learn as much about football so they can watch the game with their with the guy they're interested in and and then and feel like oh because I'm interested in this and because I feel like I I've done a little bit of research I know who Marshawn Lynch is and I know who all these people are all of a sudden the guys are going to be more attracted to that person because she feels like there's a vested interest there's there's something there and you know what I, you know what I'm saying here yeah. I do but I feel that's like more of a sitcom episode. Than it is than an actual reality. reality. But you see episode. Instagram posts and of of you know girls wearing Denver Broncos jerseys and saying "Go Peyton," and they don't really know much about football at right. all. But they're putting on this show. Do you think part of it is because they feel like men will be interested in that at all? I think men are are super concrete, and we're not all that flexible. Like if you said to almost every guy, I think I know. Would you rather date a seven that knew everything about your home team and mm-hmm. everything about a couple other interests you have? You like vintage cars or whatever the topic is. You you have Sim, let's say you're heterosexual. What <laughs> I am. Oh, yes. okay. That's why I said. Yeah, <laughs> okay. let's say. That's okay. Your your interests are my interests are sports, movies, um, comedy. Right. Okay. Yes. okay. All right. So every guy I know, if you took that guy and said, would you like to have a seven who's really tuned up and coached up on sports and knows all the Albert Brooks movies and your home mm-hmm. team and everything like that, or a nine and a half who's not 
brain dead just doesn't know not, not you know maybe she's from Europe and doesn't yeah. really know anything about American football and grew up doing ballet and knows nothing about Albert Brooks movies. Right. Every guy I know will take the nine, nine and, and a half. half. No so question. That, that's Every, how, yeah, that's how we're wired. So it's the same way I talk, you know, whenever anyone talks about like racism, every guy I've ever known my entire life would take a, a nine or 10 in any nationality over seven of their own nationality. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, means, Anna, Anna is. Anna, she I think has this. She I, has this look of. It's. It's like anger, but it's not quite disgust. But I feel like you want to say something here. I think it means we're evolved <laughs> and 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 Cro-Magnum at the same time. You know what I mean? No, 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 not at all. Not not at no, all. No, it sort of means that you guys are dicks. Well, we're we're visually oriented and is visually fun. oriented. That's like that's that's how you sort of that's the veil for like being completely superficial. Yes, we're very superficial, <laughs> and we have a bevy of other guys who know way more about football than than you know or you know or I know that we can go watch football with every Sunday. So we don't need that person you, holding you our hand. You just need a nine and a half plus. <laughs> Who's Working on her who's English. Like, who's like <laughs> making the onion dip in the kitchen. Tatiana. <laughs> Tatiana. Sweetie. Oh, Adam, if only you were single. Sweetie, there's no such thing as six-layer dip. And there's no such thing as eight-layer dip. It's seven-layer dip. I'm, I don't care how they do it in the I'm Ukraine. I'm having like this, uh, this unbelievably like complicated emotional feeling towards you right now. It's, it's like, like you're Natalie Adam, Maines in 1999. Like, I adore you and I love you, but I'm also like completely repulsed. But it's wonderful. I am the doctor. I am the, I'm feeling a seven layer dip of emotion towards you. Wow. Well, let's get the guac to the top. Baby. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you how guys are. I'm the, I'm the, the surgeon who's explaining that uh, we did an exploratory uh-huh. surgery and there's a lot of tumors in there. But don't yeah. blame me. I'm, I'm literally explaining what I saw. Uh, uh, what you saw? What I've experienced. You know what I mean? I'm I'm the messenger. I'm you, like your you, brother. Your brother goes out and studies groups, right? And then he then he comes back and gives no, the evidence, but we don't get I, pissed off no, at him. Why aren't the Hispanics no. doing better in math and social studies? Fuck you. No, I'm just telling you what's happening. No. I gotta tell you, Adam, it's true. You're right. My like we have like I I know. And listen, women aren't innocent. We we love a hot dude. Yeah, you're married whatever. to a hot dude. But uh but yeah, no, I, I, um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Well, what I'm saying is, you, you, it should come as a relief to most women because they don't have to pretend to no. be into something no. in order to attract a guy. No, what the 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 part of that's not a relief is that suddenly, like, because you know, most of us aren't like nine point fives. So then there's that scary thought of like, shit. What if I studied up a lot on football, but that's just not enough? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the reality is this. I think most men are attracted to a woman 
physical their physicality and then just their general being like their their state like are they nice are they good yeah you know like it's not as specific maybe as it is for women toward men like you know women want a guy always got to have sense of humor or he's got to be stoic or he's got to have this sort of sensibility and for for men really the the stuff that's never discussed is guys are attracted to women that are easy like laid back like mm-hmm. kind of chill yeah. you know like yeah. not all freaked out just kind of and and they say can watch the football and hang out with their friends but they don't mean give a dissertation right, on right, the football right. game they the, want an attitude adam let me ask you this so sim has and i i, I want to ask you like have you ever dated a girl that has been that's so like incredibly hot but then as sort of the relationship progresses and flaws reveal themselves suddenly like your dude friends have they they've stopped saying oh my god dude she's so hot because she's kind of lame and yeah and suddenly you find the attractiveness even if she's like a 12 or whatever suddenly you find it like man this might this isn't enough this is just sort of well, like, I've 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 dated some really good looking women just out of luck or something. I, I don't know. No, you're funny and handsome and charming. I I, well, I used to be or no, something. No, you are. You are. <laughs> well, thank you. I and and I I mean I have found that eventually with well, first off, do you, but you know what I'm saying? Like any any car. Like, like I always tell people when they go like. I want to get a Ferrari or I want to get a Bentley. I always go two weeks in, it's just going to be your car. It'll be the car you drive and you'll be throwing in and out burger wrappers on the passenger seat. And it's not going to be a Bentley. It'll be your car. You know what I mean? A Ferrari, will yeah. be your car. Like we're all look, that's how we're wired. It's, 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 it's how you could lose your eyesight or lose a limb and still just go on. Like you think now, like, oh my God, if I lost my eyesight, I'd kill myself. But plenty of people do, and they just go right. on and have a life. And it is actually the same life. Sometimes I would argue maybe I have even a no better idea life. how this relates. What, what I'm saying is, is whoever it is you're, you're dating, living with, become intimate with, right. at a certain point, they just become your thing. That's your girlfriend. That's your boyfriend. But you know what I mean? Like you must have dated and, and yes. a girl strictly for the hotness, quality, bragging rights. And yes. when in like three, like literally three, four weeks in, you're like, oh my God. Like as soon as your friends stop saying, oh dude, she's so hot because they've hung out with her a couple of times and they're like, oh, dude, yeah, she's I've dated lame. some like hot, mean girls. Yeah. And, and, and normally, thankfully they preemptively dumped me before I had to, <laughs> <laughs> to get my wits about me. But, um, yeah, I have. And, and it is. It's a disposition which is like I do believe people are sort of like dogs and that there's Labradors and Chihuahuas and everything in between and some dogs are just inherently friendly and some dogs are just little yapper snappers. Uh, I like to think of myself as like a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is, <laughs> a, you know, a little oversized, generally good natured. But then when I get pissed and you see that fur go the wrong direction along my spine, you got to run. Like irrationally pissed too? Like, no. 
Or rationally pissed, like a Doberman or like a German Shepherd. I I say to people, and I, I think everyone does this, but I think they're mostly full of shit. But I think I mean it when I say that we will have the exact relationship that you dictate. That's what our relationship will be. So if you think I'm a dick, that's because you're being a dick. And if you think I'm cool, that's because you're being... But we will have... You will make our relationship whatever it is. It won't be me shaping it. I wish I had that sort of... I'm too insecure. Like, I, I seek too much approval. In fact, what kind of dog do you think I would be? Mm-hmm. Well, you got those big eyes. Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and you have that uh, wisp of blonde hair oh, over, over your forehead. A little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I have you as a, uh, as a undersized, like a blonde lab, but uh, a little bit of the runt of the litter. Not, not, not too runty. Now, no, are you sure you want to do lab? I, I, had a, I, I had a lab named Molly. I love that dog. Dearly, uh, we had, we put her down a few I'm months sorry. back. The kids watched um, oh, gosh, Marley and me the other night oh, burst no. into a, a heap of tears. I probably could have told my wife probably could have seen this one coming down the road a little bit. <laughs> that both of them were just a pile of tears thinking about uh, Molly. But uh, I, she was really sweet. Her it, she she had this great nature, which is. We're sitting at a table now, and and if you she would put her you know chin on your thigh oh. because she'd want a little scrap, and if you gave her a scrap, she would reach out with her lips in kind of like like ooh, a horse, like she wouldn't yeah she wouldn't let her teeth get near oh. your fingers, whereas most dogs like snap yeah. or grab sure. or run or whatever, and then when 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 we had twins. You know, the twins would grab her ears when they were two and crank on her tail and walk on her and stuff like that. And she never snapped or bit or, or, or did anything. She had a really sweet, Here's sweet... Here's to Molly. She had a super yes. sweet uh, no. disposition. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would you like a half nibbled on Rice Krispie Treat? I'm good, but thank you. Adam Carolla refuses Krispie Treat. (laughs) Well, 
are those homemade Rice Krispie treats? No, they are sure not. Because I've I've found that the store bought ones I don't the, like I as much. They, I know. Well, I'll take a taste. I, Ooh, you yeah, know what? I should on. give you a homemade. Are you in, are you a chocolate kind of guy? Hello? Hello? Hi, Sierra. <laughs> yeah, yeah I like chocolate. Hey, Sierra, how are you? Uh, you're on unqualified. Good. Anna is here, and hello. so is so is Adam Carolla. Say hi to Adam. Hello. Hi. This is, this is so exciting. <laughs> I know for me too because Adam is um, one of my heroes and he's a veteran and now we get to talk to you. And so we're, we're like Sierra, Sim, and Well, when you myself. say veteran, let's clarify what you mean by veteran. Uh, well, he served in how many wars? I was in Grenada originally. <laughs> that was back. I lied about my age. I was still in high school when we took over <laughs> Grenada. It was. It was a. Uh, I mean, a lot of people think it was just a nursing school that we took liberated there, but there was a there's a cafeteria attached to it as well. So it was a little more than just a, a nursing school. I think people can be. But the words can hurt. It's all. Sierra, you're talking to uh, two unqualified people and one very qualified person. Yes. Well, Adam's been doing. <laughs> yeah. Adam's done this for many years, so he'll. I'm sure oh, he's. Yeah, I'm, I listen to. I, I listen to him a lot too. So. Well, thank you. You know what? Yeah, I and I'm, I'm curious to see if Adam has ever heard of something like this before. So, Sierra, you're completely devoted to your loving husband. He now wants you to. He now wants to watch you having sex with other men. So you're and you're completely cool with this, but you're unsure yeah. of how. Well, you're compl- well, you're unsure of how to invite friends or, or other dudes to participate. So, like, tell us a little more about that. Um, so, I, I, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Who's talking? Adam, Adam, you're, you're Adam, talking. Adam, you're talking now. Okay, so basically, it's. Uh, I'm sure people that are unfamiliar with it, it's kind of a thing. He's kind of into the idea of, of me with other guys um, and not necessarily watching, but that is definitely something that kind of intrigues him. But he's more so into the idea of like hearing about it or um, being part of it in some way, kind of having a little bit of like control over it. But he also has also said things like, just go do whatever you want. I just think it's kind of hot, the idea of other men wanting you and you being with other men. So, and, you know, we've tried other things, and this is just kind of a new development, and I'm like, it sounds like something I would be down for. When you say tried other things, what does that mean? Well, I guess we're just really open to trying new things. So, so like, have you had threesomes and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, here's my, my first blush on this, but it was always a love line related thing. So I've talked about mm-hmm. this a lot. I always think that this is a pathway to sort of escape intimacy and a beginning to an end for you guys. I've never mm-hmm. really heard about one of these stories. I mean, it all starts off with, oh, we're both really experimental and we're both really laid back and we're both like it's this. What we do is we take a negative and we turn it into we're both really evolved and we're not totally uptight. So we're both really. But it's something that he's going to use against you. It's something that he's 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 arming himself. This is ammunition to use against but on you. a subconscious level, right? Probably, him, but this know? is this is a guy who's having intimacy issues, and this is not going to be one of those things that's going to make the relationship stronger. And as a matter of fact, I think it's going to be a means to an end. And as a matter of fact, 
just the fact that he's asking you is already sort of red flag number one in terms of him wanting to well, get distance in this relationship. About, okay, so first of all, they live, I think, I don't want to get too specific, but they live in the Northwest area, which is now in the region that she lives in, from what I hear, is that it's like there's a lot of like fluid sexuality, interesting stuff going on. But um, but here is also my question. Do you want to be married to your husband for the rest of your life? Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, we've been together for a long time now. And I mean, I see, and that's the thing is that I'm wondering if it's more just like something to experiment or try out or if it's something that he's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I hate this. I never want to do it again. And then it's a negative for us. Do you guys you know? have do you have kids? No. All right. Well, that's good. I didn't mean to say it like that. I love kids, but not yeah. yet. No. All right. Yeah, I know. It's like I asked her if she had rats. No, it's true. Cause <laughs> it, no, but it no. is like, it, it, that, it really, I mean, you know. Yeah. When you have kids, uh, it's time, it to be, time to be a mom and time to start being a dad. But um, what about him and his relationship with his mom? So you have a good relationship with his mom? Yeah, they have a great relationship. And she's great. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's kind of a pornography thing. Like, yeah, but he, it, he, it, and it, do you feel yeah. that he has any intimacy issues? Because this feels like some some escape from intimacy. You know, not really at all. Like we, like to be honest, we have a really healthy sex life, and we're pretty open about and, everything. And, then, and, and what and, what about you? Because I really feel like is there a world where this could work, Adam? No, I don't. I've never. <laughs> I've never really seen this work. I mean, it can work. It works like cocaine works, which is for a while. And then at some point you OD or you get fired or you get divorced or you drive your car off a cliff. Like what if Sierra has sex with like a really well endowed man? Yeah. It's and <laughs> you know what I mean like so like that cuz that's a thing with dudes, right? Like it's so well endowed that they can't get the image out of their head that yeah. I don't know. Well, this is why I'm... when I get into the swinging movement, I bring one of those templates that they use on crab ships, you know, to see which ones <laughs> they keep and which ones they throw back, you know. It's kind right, of the opposite. Right, yeah. where I keep the small ones and the big ones get thrown back into the Bering Straits. You see, it's, a, it's, not, a, it's a, not a caliper. Yeah. It's more of a, it's a piece of ply with a three-quarter inch hole in it. But... I, I bring that with me. I made a belt buckle out of it, actually. And when I swing, that's what I bring with me. Here's the weird thing. Sierra sounds like a really kind of, I mean, we've known each other for two minutes and 30 seconds now, but, but like kind of a, a really well adjusted person. Yeah. I, I listen, I, I, it sounds fantastic. I just don't trust it. I just I have heard it enough I, to I know don't... that this mm-hmm. guy, like I, I worry, I, I feel like when he comes to you as cool as he sounds and as experimental and flirtatious as he may sound, there's a part of him that on a, maybe, a, maybe an unknowing psychological level, subconscious level is looking for an out in this relationship. Or does he want to... Like, I wonder if that... You know, we obviously have talked about it on many different levels, and I'm like, is it because you potentially want to, like, sleep with other people? Do we want to do, like, an open thing? Is that the thing? And he's like, no, I think it's just something I want to see or hear about. 
and it just kind of make, it makes me feel like I'm with someone who's hot, right? And right. other men want her. No, all, men want her all, and, all guys have a little bit of that. Tell me your naughty story about the time right. when or you were like, back in the day. Of, like all guys yeah, have that's inherent like to guys, but you know what? It, dude, friend crushes on your on your girl. Well, there's right, a, like there's, there's a like thing, a that's no, flattering, right? Well, it's a thing. It's kind of a thing, like Jesse's girl. Guys want to hear oftentimes. Tell me your naughty story from the past before you met me, right? But right, it's sort of the same impulse you have when you have a tooth that hurts and you keep flicking it with your tongue, like you know it's there. You kind of wish it wasn't there, but you'll still flick it's like it. it hurts like so good. There's, you know, human beings, there's many things we do that aren't just about things that make us better or feel good or whatever. There, we do fuck with ourselves. Curiosity has been a hard lesson. Oh, my God. Learn. I always say more mystery, less history. Like yeah. girls will go, well, there's got to be cool. one of my friends who you think is really attractive or something. It's like and then they'll beat themselves up or, or whatever like it is. Even the question about how many lovers have you slept? With, right. You know, that's, whatever. That's what I'm or saying. Even the passcode. Like. I don't want to know what I don't want to know anyone's passcode to anything. I don't want to know because you know what people find what they're looking for, and I know we've strayed a little bit from the initial topic, but um, so I, I wonder. So he wants to sort of feel an ego boost in I, a weird way. I'm saying other dudes will get a boner for his hot wife. I'm saying. If that's the case, then that's flawed as well. Like, if he can't just find you attractive and not have to see another guy. <laughs> I, I, I got to see a guy yeah, balls right. deep in my wife in order to know she's attractive. Like, I spoke to Sierra yesterday um, when I called her before we actually decided on this call. Um, and she told me that... The issue, the issue is, you know, it's not... I mean, she's totally down with this. She, she loves her husband. Her husband loves to watch... Porn, right? Is that is that correct, Sierra? Like he's really into porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, So he's really into porn. And you also told me yesterday that you would not be happy if he slept with other women. Is that correct? Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I just don't think that would be something I'd be into unless I was there. Now, but so the the issue is like you—he's completely cool with you sleeping with other guys. It's just now your your big issue is like how do you get? A guy, another guy, to do that, and um, without it being weird for everyone involved, is that really like what you're kind of asking? Because you're cool with everything I, else. I mean, yes and no. I also kind of worry that it might be something that he thinks on some level is like something that appeals to him, but then when it comes down to it, he might feel uncomfortable if it actually happens. Yes. Yeah. Then so if you have, my, I, don't, I don't. I wouldn't. I would not trust his instinct on this one. Trust your. Do you want to have sex with other dudes? Have like what? No, I want to like flirt with guys, and you know that's who I am. Me too. I know. Me too. I like. like, I'm a really big flirt, and it's a lot of fun. But I'm chicken shit. Like I have no fuss. Like I'm not gonna. Let me ask you a a slightly on and off the topic porn question. Your husband watches a lot of porn. You're cool with him Mm -hmm. watching a lot of porn. Does the porn yeah. have to resemble you? Because I always feel like <laughs> this is where we part porn ways, which is if you're... Part uh, porn ways. Well, w- describe yourself, Sierra. Well, it, he definitely has a thing for women that look like me. 
Okay, well, you know, see, that's kind of flattering then. But if he's going after the busty Asians, or what, and you're not a busty no, Asian, I mean, then his fantasy is something saying. that's not you. Yeah, like he looks at busty blondes, and I'm a busty blonde, so that's great. That, oh, okay. that, that's great. That that definitely right. doesn't make me feel uncomfortable at all. But if he's looking at you know, like you know, something that's like, oh, okay, well, that looks absolutely nothing like me. That's a little unsettling. Right. Um, you know, right. that's why I think. It's, all right. So, Sierra, listen. I, I, you know what I would, you know what I would really do? I would really sit down and have an honest conversation with him, and go ahead and tell him Adam Carolla sent you, and go look. I'm not fundamentally against. I'm not fundamentally against this, but Adam does think it means something, and it's not a good sign. I don't think any of us would take it as a good sign in our relationship if our partner yeah. came home and said, "You know, you know, it'd be fun. I'd like to start seeing you with other people That's sexually." Right. Well, and also, that would mean symbolically, it would mean something, and it would transcend sex. And if he, mm-hmm. if he. Uh, comes into a less secure place of his life, whether he loses his job or whatever, whatever, like the, like the, you know, the valleys of life. Oh, that was a weird thing to say. But, um, but if he gets to a place, he's going to be haunted by, if he gets to a place of in, deep insecurity in his life, which we all, what happens to all of us, he's going to be haunted by whatever dude you may have slept with, even at the time it was a turn on to him thinking that his hot wife, you know, like wants or is like, you know, and and then you get older and you have kids and it gets a little extra weird. I'm just worried that it's going to haunt him. All right. And it'll kind of, you know, like to be honest, I kind of feel the same way. And, and, and that's my hesitation is I was like, okay, well, if he's into it, but then when it's put into that perspective, it makes more sense that, okay, this could potentially affect us in a negative way. And, you know, because I've seen him get really jealous before. Oh, oh, so oh like, my God. So you like, just what? answered the question. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is. Yeah. All right, Sarah. Um, Sierra, Sierra, do you, yes. Sierra, do you feel him? like Adam and Anna have helped you? Um, Sierra, oh, yeah, I want to talk to you for like, like three more hours. On the line. <laughs> Adam, Adam has to go soon. So we are, we're sort of, we have to, I, cause I really do want to talk to I'm you about this for a long time. I'm to 245. Will you, will you please, um, keep in touch with us. I, I, because I, I really think, especially if he has tendencies of jealousy, this is not a road you can go down. Yeah, I but, agree. And I think ooh. it could just be like one of these sad that he's like this could be cool and then i, no. I honestly, i've got an idea himself and i've got an idea you up i've got an idea and yeah. i'm sorry mom and dad okay but what if you got um a you know a dildo of very whatever size you would like or your partner wants and he gets to sort of put it in you and pleasure you from like a different you know avenue and <laughs> right, Does an avenue start with an A. Good, good. Oh, you've been there, done that. Okay, all right, all, all right. right. Well, listen, don't no, let don't let this. Good. He he just wants to keep like. I think it's a highway. The, I'm not sure if it's an avenue. He I wants think they to call keep it highway. Something pushing, highway. I can't pushing it, and it. I, and I think that you have to uh, say that this Toblerone highway. No, no. I think no, you got to be like baby. It's, well, it's escaping. I don't want to fuck anybody else. I just want you. He's sabotaging. Guy, get rid of her. Listen, <laughs> Sierra. Thank you so much. Sierra, thank you. Thank you so much. 
thank you so much. Oh, I love you, Anna. You're I one of my favorites. Oh, my God. How Funny is my favorite movie of all time. Oh, You're delightful. Thank and I love you, you guys' podcast. So. And Sierra, will you please like shoot us an email or whatever and let us know how everything's going? Because we're trying to check in on everybody these days. Sure, sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right. That All right. Love you. Wildly Thanks, impractical. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, he has jealousy issues. He's trying to fuel. I didn't know that part. I knew it from the word go. And, really? And this is a smash cut. You liked him. That guy fucked you, didn't he? Because he was fucking better than me, wasn't he? Huh? Well, I'll, you like I that did white remember cock. that. Don't you like scene that white cock? I got a narrow cock. Sideways. Like remember that scene from sideways? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, yeah, that's what it, what it was. Yeah, but the guy... The tow truck driver, you know, ran out naked. Yes, yeah, that that's he wasn't he, a tow truck driver. I thought he, thought he drove yeah, a tow yeah, truck. Yeah, he did something like that. He was the the, the huge dude. The huge, huge dude, but he did not drive a tow truck. You put that in your brain. I thought I know he came home. He came from home work from some early, job, right? And I thought he right. drove. I thought he drove a tow truck, but maybe he was he drove a truck or he drove something. No, he wasn't a. He was a <laughs> youth counselor. <laughs> The camp closed down early, and I'm home, sweetheart. What? He wasn't. He didn't work at an AIDS hospice or anything. I, I mean, we got to look it up now. But I, I he wasn't. He drove, that was just so weirdly specific. He was totally not. He drove. I thought he drove a truck or no, he did something. No, no, he just came home. Oh, he just came home. It was a great scene, regardless. Uh, it was a great. Love scene. that. All right, we're gonna call. Sam, we're gonna call Brittany. The right diplomat. Now. Mm-hmm. If you were to be a UN ambassador. Mm-hmm. What country would you like to? Uh, where does your ha- family hail from? Well, the heritage. Oh, uh, well, Germany. Hello. Hey, Brittany. We're in the middle of this conversation right now. Sorry, <laughs> Hi, I'm honored talking from. about uh, the UN yes. and diplomacy or something. Oh, um, sounds serious. It's no, Adam, Adam no, Carolla's here, idiots. by the way. Hi, Say Brittany. Hi, to Adam. Hi. hi, Anna. How's it going, guys? Good. Um, Brittany, last year, okay, this is a little, okay, last year you visited your best friend and her husband in Austin, Texas, and, um, and you've always considered moving there, and during your last visit, she and her husband set you up with a guy, and you both immediately hit it off, in fact, you drunkenly hooked up, um, the first night you met him, so, and then since then, you've seen each other a few times, and then two weeks ago, you told him that you might be moving to Austin, and then suddenly he became distant, and so you call things off with him, and now you're definitely moving to Austin this month, and you want to know if you should tell him because he's still on your mind. So am I close with that, or am I a little off? You're, you're close, but I will be fair in saying that um, there, we kind of mutually decided to take space because he said to me, he's like, I don't want to do a long-distance relationship, and I don't want to date somebody that's just moving there because that's kind of a lot of pressure, and I totally understood, and he was great and honest about it. Um, and so I was there three weeks ago and we had this conversation and and we were talking every day leading up to that. And then, um, after that trip, I just sort of, we like pumped the brakes and we haven't really spoken since then. So I had always wanted to move there and it was kind of becoming a reality and it hadn't quite been determined yet. And then just this week I decided to make the leap totally unrelated to him. I mean, I haven't been talking to him. And, uh, so now, yeah, I'm left with, um, as far as my best friend told me, he doesn't know yet. And I know that I'm going to kind of blast it on social media next week after I put my two weeks notice in at work. And I just don't know if like I tell him because I don't want to prematurely tell him and I don't want to not tell him, but I just don't, I don't want to make it a thing, but I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, he's probably listening to this podcast. I, 
because it's huge in Austin. (laughs) I checked the demographics before I came out here. We're going to be there. And then he started saying all the details. I'm like, I'm so fucked. Well, look, here, here, I I do want to tell women and men this, like, when you, when you meet somebody and you're really into that person, you're into that person. And then I right. I hear a lot of like, well, we're we're into each other, but we're taking a break because he wants to focus on his career right now, and I want to focus on school. And it's like when when you're in, you're in, and when you're out, you're out. Like this notion right. of like, you know, especially with Southwest flights being a hundred and. 41 bucks two ways you know it's like this thing it's like he wants to he doesn't want to it usually just means like they're not that into like i i I don't i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but i've never met a dude who was really into a chick but when unfortunately i'm focusing on my career and i have to let the love of my life slip through my fingers do you think that um is he seeing somebody else in austin it, it's, ac- well, it's it's academic because so he's what, not into i mean her. i definitely i definitely think that um because that kind of had come up and we were never exclusive and um i definitely think he was being more open and i didn't have a problem with that like i was realistic you know we didn't we don't live in the same city and um it's just like the timing was off well, but um either way i mean i i do agree i feel like you're either all in or you're not. But I think him and I both were kind of teetering on like, do we go all in? Do we not? And it just, yeah, so I don't know. But now well, I'm like, like, don't you, don't you think, yes. no, well, here's the thing is that it sounds like, and I, I would be exactly the same way as you are, Brittany. I would be slightly, um, anxious about moving to Austin simply because you would be suddenly worried that this dude thinks you're a stalker, even though it has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, I, I, I think, I think, yes, right. You, you tell him, but it sounds like, uh, maybe you let him come to you after that. And, but, but yeah, I just would never want him to be such a dick and make some presumptuous. Also, I you know I think that- what I think we're what we're doing is we're forcing women to act like men in relationships, oh, like just oh. hook up and no commitment and don't worry, I'll give you your space and no, you know women aren't really wired for what we're forcing them to do. God bless us. I don't know where Ooh. this was when I was single, but we're doing a lot <laughs> of like making women be something other than they really are or than either even nature intended them to be. And it's right. all in the name of progression, but it's it's like, I talked to a lot of women or I used to talk to a lot of women who would be like, Oh, you know, I've been seeing this guy for seven years. Oh, are you guys going to get married? Well, we both decided that you both decided, well, he's really, he's studying for the bar you both decided that you don't want to get married. Well, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, well, yeah, he told me, but I agreed. It's like, stop compromising. You want to get, do you want to get married? And every way, eventually the chick will, yes, I would like him to ask me to marry me. Well, then, then say it, you know, and all I'm saying to you is like, agree with Adam Carolla right (laughs) now, but I, at least for, for me, I always wanted a plan. I always wanted to know. I didn't need to like, I didn't need the like the financial stuff. I didn't need, but I but at least I wanted a plan, right? And most it, women want a plan. Was like four, five, six years. I wanted to know: Am 
because my goal was, yeah, for, you know, I wanted to find a partner that I was really happy with and someone who was happy enough with me that they would want to spend the rest of their life with me potentially. And if they had doubts about that, then I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't, if they didn't like me as much as I liked them, then I, I wanted to move away from Anna, right. this, this is right. And that's how, you. I mean, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> the over thing that's here. hard is like, you don't, it's like you feel like you have Moving to be Austin? like, I feel like I have to be like the cool girl and be like, oh, no. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, what, all girls feel like they have to be cool girl. Like, oh, no, hey, sucks. if you want to see other it's people, so if you if you'd like my best friend to blow you, like, that'd be fine. I'll get you. <laughs> I'll make you some popcorn. Like, you don't have to be, you don't go against what your instincts are. And, and right. I, I, it's just, it's, it's crazy that we've done this, but you're allowed to move to Austin. You're allowed to be interested in him. You're allowed to tell him I'm moving to Austin and I'm, I am interested in you. And then he's allowed to do whatever he's allowed to do after that. But this thing where it's like, I'm going to move to Austin and you can see other people and we can still date when it's going against your, your nature and your grain. I, I would throw that out the window. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm equipped for that. No, and and you know, I I don't know if this guy's quite for you anyway. I'm I'm gonna go no because and I, we would have known by now. You haven't moved to right. Austin yet. No, two weeks notice. Okay, Wait, sir, what did you, say? you ha you haven't moved. You're not in Austin. No, I'm yet. moving in. I'm moving in three weeks. Okay. Good news is there are so many fucking hot guys in Austin. <laughs> Amen. There are so many. I mean, I've just seen, but that's what I've heard. Yes. So, yes. So don't worry about that element. And, you know, if if I I don't even know if you need to reach out to him to tell him you're moving. You know, I don't want him to have to, to, or, you know, I don't want you to feel like he would ever gossip to his friends or whatever that you're stalking him. That's so lame. If if he does. Or not. To the guy? To the guy. No, I don't think so. I, and, uh, do you have a legitimate interest in this guy? I do. But okay. I'm like suppressing the feelings. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. good. Not don't you think playing hard to get is good? I, I think it's fine. Look, first off, if, if, if somebody can't deal with you being attracted to them, then they're not mature enough for to be in a relationship anyway. So there's nothing wrong with you letting this person know that you are interested in them. If that's a turn off to them, then they're not anyone you'd want to be in a relationship with anyway, because now essentially you're saying I have to trick people into being in a, in a relationship with me. And I'm not saying yeah. uh, shit with the door open and have the guy <laughs> walk past the bathroom. I, I mean, I understand there's a little mystery and a little allure and all that kind of stuff, but you're not going to trick any guys not interested. And if a guy is interested, you're not going to talk him out of it. So right. go ahead. And I, I suspect, you know, the answer and I suspect the answer is not one you want to hear. Do you think go ahead and tell him what grade are we in? <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't own Austin. No, she's well, interested in him. Like I am for when I for the first month that I'm there, I'm going to be living with my best friend and her husband, and her husband is one of his best friends. Uh -huh. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Uh-huh. that's like another piece of the puzzle and it's not and that's where it's like I don't want to make it off I don't I mean I think things are only as awkward as you make them so I'm not going to make it a thing but that's why like coming into the situation I want to make sure that yeah but you, you better know, you better there's there's going to be a drunken hookup whoa, 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 whoa. here by the way Brittany, no. this, that's so yes. mature I think you I think you say to him listen um I'm moving to Austin I'd love to see you. I totally understand that uh, our relationship has been a little bit vague or whatever. Um, would love to see you. Uh, please reach out if you ever feel like it. Like, like, oh, like do something kind of vague like that, and then put the ball in his. At least court. she'll know where she stands. At that yeah, point. and yeah. then don't, and then yeah. don't do any more after that. Okay. Let okay. like like, feels like, like it feels a little bit I know this is terrible but it feels a little bit like I will lose cuz right now I feel like I have a little bit of power which I know is the worst thing to like feel like you have to play that game but yeah. I feel like if I do that then I'm just going to be so vulnerable again if you just yes. shut me down. Yeah, you will be. That's the answer I need, right? Yeah, you will totally be vulnerable. Cool. That's what always happens when you like a guy. This is uh-huh. Let's just start calling this guy by his first name. It's Woody's brother Rooster, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, because that's okay. he's the king of all I should tell him then before I go. I mean, like, do I tell him? Listen, like, listen, listen to me. Uh, hold on, quiet. Everyone, listen to me. That's gonna be the name of my auto, my unauthorized biography. Um, I was talking of, at the onset about your inner compass. Please get your inner compass calibrated. Please do not okay. ask semi-drunken. C-list and A-list, uh, sorry, celebrities, what their opinion is on your personal move fuck to Austin. you, Adam. Come on, Adam. Get your you... stuff yeah, straight and figure you. it out. I called you, you an A-lister. <laughs> uh, listen, no, listen, this is what we do. I want to talk I get talk it, but I mean, I mean, you don't, you, well, what okay, year is it? Yeah, How like, old are you? Brittany, you're listen, moving to Austin. Do not listen to do not anything that Adam is saying. Adam's okay. being a little bit of you're a dick. Gonna, you're not going to marry this guy. <laughs> and Who that's cares? fine. No. He's just being a hey, dick. He's a little I bit angry. <laughs> well, how we liberating would it be if you knew? Okay. Like, no, all... fuck you. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I see where this is going. I'm a minute sorry. ago, I was getting a Rice Krispie Street. Yeah. Yeah. Those, now, those it's days ti- are now it's time for the fuck you, Adam. And I'm sorry, Brittany. Do not listen to anything yeah. he's saying. We love it that you called. We love you. And I bet there's going to be a lot of people that call in. Because we've had like this wonderful element where people have been asking us about certain callers and i feel like people are going to be you know emailing us and stuff Brittany, stay you. in touch with us in a, in a few weeks yes. uh, reach out to us and let us know what happens and let right? it let him I know do that. thank you so much you guys but but Brittany, also just say like if you ever feel like hanging out awesome if not i just wanted to let you know that i'm here or whatever you know okay like he and then do not whatever you do 
text him drunk. There's going to be a hookup. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee whoever lives at that house yeah. is going to come downstairs and they're going to see the middle sofa pillow with the zipper facing out. And they're going to be like, why is the zipper is, out on the middle maybe, pillow? I don't know. Though, don't worry, truly, though. Going downstairs. Yeah, well, I if, think it'll be fine. I, if I he appreciate per- the advice. And, uh, but wait, but wait. One last goes. thought, though. If he does... If you play it cool and he pursues you after like a few, I would say like three texts for on his end, you have full permission to hook up with him. Okay. Well, three texts is good for a blowjob. If you want to talk full <laughs> sex, it's three texts and four tweets. <laughs> Anal oh, would be uh, a Snapchat yeah, well, well, right. with two texts and three tweets. And a Facebook message. And a Facebook message, okay? Brittany, thank I'm, you. I got a wristband that's thank got a whole breakdown so much here. Thank you, Brittany. And I want to hear... Thank and you guys. You're going to love Austin. One. It's so awesome. Thank you, Brittany. Adam, Hmm. you're a dick. I'm trying to get her compass straight, man. (laughs) Her compass straight? I'm saying... She likes this dude. Have you not ever liked them before? I do. I I, I have. I do. And then did your heart get so hardened? No, I've had my heart broken before, but I've also realized, like, going through life trying to trick people into sort of being attracted to you is not a great posture to be in. No, totally. But you all, but you just have to be, you have to play it cooler, right? Like, that's all it is. It's just I, being like, I'm know. not moving I, to Austin for you. I, I but, suspect this guy's not into her. Otherwise, he would have showed some indication of it. That's, that's usually what, what happens. Suspecting. Yes. One more call. All right. Let's do it. Then we'll, rack it, we'll then wrap it up after that. Are we going to rack it up? Rack it up and wrap it up. This is We're calling Karen. The main By the way, yeah. I, I have never been buzzed on this I show know. before, but I feel like two of those mangrias. Ooh, boy. I'm like slurring my words already. <laughs> Did you put some in else? Wait, what is it? No, tw- this is just, it's 21% it's alcohol. I, I know, and it goes down very easily. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. How many have I had? Six. No, no, no. You've, you but, you've all, but here's the beauty. You've I've only, had three. I've had three. You, you've, so that's equivalent of six. Six. Oh, you've only had like seven ounces of of liquid. That's the beauty of it. You've not consumed a lot of actual liquid. Well, (laughs) it's potent liquid, but it's not a lot. We drank one bottle of Mangria and everyone caught a little buzz, right? It was one bottle and there's six, five people. How did you see your wife again? Uh, I met my wife. At a Jimmy Kimmel event, he was uh, he was a sports guy for for K Rock Radio, and he did a Monday Night Football event. Your wife or your husband? My husband Jimmy was doing an event when he was not Jimmy Kimmel. He was Jimmy the Sports Guy from K Rock, and my wife showed up because she worked for a place called, I think, Genesis Entertainment, and I had shot a pilot and blah, blah, blah. She worked for the company that I shot a pilot for, and I think she liked me. I think that that was the deal. But I liked her as soon as I saw her. And then and we had you this did, great... What was it We had this great her? inn. Um, my wife has a great physique, 
And uh, it's the first thing I noticed when she just came walking around the corner kind of thing. But also... beautiful body. Yeah. And and she's uh, Italian. And I love... I I, I just like that. I'm half Italian. But I, I sort of like that Italian look. Like... Like Gina Lola hair. Brigida, yeah. I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're like, great. Yeah, it's a great Italian look, and and then she's super sweet. But I had this great in because she had seen the pilot that I'd shot for Loveline because her company had did it, and I'd never seen it. And so I had this great like, oh, can I call you and get your, you know, and see the she pilot? Was like, you know? Okay. Yeah, and it was. Uh, and then Pretty you started dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we went out. I don't know. I'm bad with all this stuff. Uh, and we got engaged. And then we got unengaged for like a year. Basically because I'd essentially become a celebrity. And I'd been like driving a pickup truck and swinging a hammer and working, scraping roofs in Chatsworth. And all of a sudden, I was on MTV. And... I was like the bell of the ball, and I just wanted to be single. I just it wanted fucks to with be your single. Head, it? it did, and and it well, I don't know if it fucked with my head. It was just like it was this thing where it's like everywhere I went because this is the way MTV used to be. It was like ubiquitous. Sure. If I ever went to a strip club, it'd be playing on the monitors at the bar behind the bar. Like my show would be on while I was at the bar because they just put it on MTV. And it'd come on like 11 o'clock at night. Or if I was at a sports bar, it would just be up on the TV. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, everyone was coming up to me and talking to me and being super flirty and friendly with sure. me. And all of a sudden, and I was just like... No, it's like it really makes you head drunk, like ego well, drunk. Well, especially when you're a guy and all you've been doing is working around other dudes on a construction site right. your entire life, you know, and, and having girls come up and talk to you in a bar and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, as I alluded to with, um, Natalie from the Dixie chicks, I'm not really much of a cheater. You know, I didn't really have like, I wasn't the kind of guy that was going to fuck around a lot and, you know, keep the relationship going. So I basically just said, uh, I just, I don't want to get married. Like I'm not, I, it's too early. There's too much going on. There's, yeah. I'm not used to this. It's a total. It's, it, I went from a life of blue collar, poverty, obscurity to everyone coming up to me and talking to me. And I just said, I can't handle it. And we broke up for a year and then we got back together and we've been together ever since. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, I didn't, I wasn't with anyone sexually. She was with 128 guys during that oh time. So it didn't really work out, you know, the way I basically stayed home and Did beat off a lot. Hello? <laughs> Karen. Hello? It's Karen. Hi. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hi, Karen. Anna's here and so is Adam Carolla. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Oh, we're good. We're so happy to talk to you. All right, I can't wait to hear what Adam is going to say about this. But Karen, you found out that your coworker, the coworker you've been uh, you've been sleeping with, is married, and now you feel yeah. awful, and now you're contemplating telling his wife. Um, yeah. So uh, before Anna and Adam give you their advice on what to do, just give us a little bit more background, and let's see if it's the right move for you. Okay, so about two months ago, I started sleeping with my coworker because I 
I I thought we were, you know, hopefully going to go into a relationship. He made it sound like we were going to go into a relationship. And he told me that he was falling for me. So being a girl, you're always you're obviously going to believe what he said. And I did. So the last time we got together, we went to his apartment because I kept saying, hey, let's go to your apartment. Why do we always have to go other places, you know? So when we went to his apartment, he kept looking outside. And I thought it was weird because nobody does that. It just wasn't right. So I asked immediately, like, why do you keep looking outside? Why do you keep doing this? And he, he just looked at me and said, I'm sorry, but I'm married. Wow. And I just. Yeah. And his and his wife like works some sort of like night shift as a nurse or something or No, she works um I guess she works during the night. Yeah, she does work during the nights cuz we always met up early morning. Cuz I would always and, when uh, I was doing this I'd be like are we going to go to your apartment or should we go to my motel? <laughs> I like her. And they, they, they always got suspicious but they never really asked. So he doesn't wear a, a ring at work? No, he doesn't wear a ring at work, which is why I, you know, assumed he was on the market for like. So he. So he told. How long has he been married? I that I have no. Oh, I think he he. I found out from a coworker last night. He's been married for fourteen years. So are have you ended it? Or yes. Okay. Yes, because we were supposed to meet up last night, and um, well, because we were going to meet up. And I told him, hey, let's meet at a restaurant because I didn't obviously want to meet somewhere private because I just didn't want to be in a private situation. So I texted him to meet me and I got to the restaurant and he texted me and said he was not coming. So I just. He wants sex. um, Okay. So I'm, but I'm more concerned about you, Karen. Are you doing okay with this? Yeah, you know, I, I'm lucky I have really good friends that have been sticking with me through the whole thing. My sister, we're twins, so she's been she's been more intuitive to it all than I have, and I didn't want to believe her, but I should have believed her anyways. But she's been the best support that I've had throughout this whole thing. I got a great idea. Why don't okay. we have your twin sister fuck this guy, and then while they're fucking at your place... You and the wife come walking through the door, <laughs> arm in arm, and while see how fast this guy's boner goes away. That'd be like the greatest buzzkill in the world. That'd be even better than Jimmy Kimmel and me and the Dixie Chicks, wouldn't it? Like you invite him to your place, you have your sister there wearing your perfume, and you circle back with the wife. That would be awesome. Now, what is the age difference between you two? Ten years. I'm 23 and he was 33. Okay. So, and, and the part where you want to tell the wife, how much of that is she needs to know and how much of that is fuck this guy? Uh, Well, if it were me, personally, I would want to know. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's already gone on so much that I don't feel like I should say it. It's more of like, I should just put it in the past and not say anything. You should. But at the same time... Yeah. You think so? Yes. yes. I, 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 there's, there's a like, there's a lot of there'll routes. Be, there'll be other messengers, sadly, and, but it, but it can't be you. The, and the, the thing yeah. is, the thing is this too. Like sometimes the best and the most difficult thing to do is nothing. Like there's a lot of people right. who go like, you got to report this guy to your manager right now, or you've got to go talk, confront his wife. Like right, there's a lot of that, but 
in life, like as you get older, you realize the best kind of posture to be in is to literally just go, all right, that was an episode in my life. I'm young. You know, I, I made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Yeah. And it's not your fault. It's his fault. Moving on. That's right. Yeah. And uh, truly, I believe that he'll he'll find out through not maybe not about you guys, but about other affairs that'll have in the future. And right, you don't. I, I just I just want to protect you. I just don't want like Aww. you know what <laughs> so I mean. Hard. Like I don't I don't want like uh, her to be hating on you or him yeah it's like, just more more yeah, onions it could be more damage peeled. just towards you even right. though there is a satisfaction of being able to be like it's never that satisfying though it's momentarily satisfying right. to be like fuck you guess what i fucked uh, your you know what i mean whatever but yeah that there, but that lasts <laughs> yeah. literally for four minutes and then and then but you, now in the in the realm like circling back to the more uh, mystery and less history. This is one of those stories that your husband in two years doesn't really need to know all the details of. Right. Like this will be one of those. This will just be with you and your friends. Like this doesn't have to be one of those. Oh, and guess what I did when I was 23 kind of stories. Well, yeah, but. But you should, you know what? There's she's gonna have so many experiences. She's gonna get married at thirty to the love of her life. Yeah, I'm saying gonna, this is gonna be one of those stories that will piss off the new guy. Like he'll want to find this guy, or he'll want to tell the husband or the right. wife or whatever it is. Like it'll right, just be right. one more thing rattling around his it's head true. at night. Like he doesn't need this story. It's true. It's true. Right? No, like, I, I agree. There is like there is definitely a wisdom in sort of keeping. Keeping some things to yourself. How did this guy, <laughs> how was this guy able to keep his sort of the general knowledge of his marriage that low key in the workplace? That's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Maybe he's just a private person. He's always been very private with me, which is one of the signs I should have picked up on immediately. Only two people that I work with knew about his marriage. And I had not Ooh, ever asked them horrible. about that. He's horrible. I don't like him at all. He's holding a lot of secrets. I do yeah. not like that. Yeah, unless unless he's a Hawks Ugh. fan, and then he's he's okay, <laughs> Bayana. But other than that, she's not no, a Seahawks fan. I, no I, love. I, I gotta tell there's you, no there's something weird about that dude. If he if people around, he doesn't wear a ring. People in a workplace aren't familiar with his relationship. I don't know. I do not like this guy. Well, and here's all, the funny right? part. My no, I dad, listen. And I my go. My dad warned me against him. Oh yeah, he, yeah. he knew. And listen, they should know. Yeah. I go into work complaining about my wife every single day. Everyone knows about my love for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen. Don't do anything. Sit tight. Okay. Sit tight. Okay. If you can, uh, do, I, don't do anything because I, do I, I don't want like. I don't want any weird re repercussions, and I just and, want, and I just want you to be protected. Also, be prepared for like one last college try that this guy yeah. does. Oh yes, goes, oh for sure. We're wow, Adam's we're smart. set. We're we're separating. 
I mean, right. we're still living together, but we, we are separating. Uh-huh. And I just want to come by to your apartment with some water-soluble lube just to clear the air <laughs> one more time. Uh-huh. Now, we're, yes, we're staying. Obviously, we're in the same home, but we are right. separating. She does know. And I just want to come by one more time. Right. But you're going to get that one. That's smart. Don't listen Adam. to that. that. Yeah, don't. Don't. Don't okay. do it. Don't thank you it. guys so much. He Karen, sounds like you. a manipulative No, thank you guys. Asshole. He's a heavy heart, a little bit of a lighter. You've made me feel a lot better about oh, Well, that's good, why I do the good. podcast. It's weird that I <laughs> That's why I invited Anna on today because there's a deliver, lot of heavy hearts out there. I don't want to deliver bad news, but I do well, want... Well, thank you so much. I do want my the people that I love, like you, to protect their hearts. So keep well, us informed. You. I really do appreciate that. Let us know. And let us also know if we need to send our uh, death killer squad out there to yeah. okay. chop, the, <laughs> chop up this We got dude. some bow hunters around here. That's true. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right, Karen. Good All right night. please, night. Karen, uh, keep, keep, Good night. keep in touch. Yeah, when you're 23, you just don't know anything either. Oh, my God. She sounds so much smarter than I was at 23. If you, you think you realize how little you knew when you were like 23, like where, what kind of thoughts you were having, where your head was at, like, it's insane. You, you even wonder how you navigated life, like how. I know. And you know, back then we had like pagers and. Well, I didn't deal drugs, so I <laughs> kind of went to work, but anyway. um, Adam Carolla. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. much. Hey, I enjoyed this, man. This was really you did? fun. Yeah. And thank you for your Mangria. Mm. It's an awesome product. I, I definitely love the Mangria. <laughs> if you would to... ever have me on your show, sure. I would love to I would love to be there. Yeah. My booker, Mike August, is He's sitting uh, right sitting next just to you. To my right. So uh, we'll, He's uh, also we'll your producer. You yeah, and I'm right um pretty close to where you work. So you can just uh I'd love that. Do you have any uh, final words or thoughts? Well, uh, my uh, the two that come to mind are um, if it doesn't make you money and it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. Because there's a lot of people who want to send a lot of shitty tweets or emails or do whatever. Like, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And I like, always tell everyone, stop. Don't do it. Really, like, think. Like, by the way, it might make you happy to tell someone to fuck off, in which case tell them to fuck off. But... Put everything through the spaghetti colander of does it make you money or does it make you happy? And if it doesn't fall into one of those two colanders, maybe don't do it. And as I like to say around my podcast, don't do your best. Do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Adam. Adam Carolla, thank you. Thank you. You are, it's truly, you you are a dream um, this is a huge deal for us. Well, we'll reunite mm. on my podcast. I would love that. It's very short. Like. I would love that. Thank you. Good night, dear listeners. <laughs>